let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaming and everything in its orbit. I'm James. I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we're joined by a special guest. You know them, you love them. It's Richie. Yeah! Hello! Richie! <laughs> oh. Hi! How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Oh. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm doing very well and... Uh... Yeah, just excited to talk to you all today. I've been really looking at this <laughs> episode. No, I really have. I really, really have. Because I feel like you and I have had some really cute chats in the past. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll get into this in the episode. But, like, you grow your own vegetables? To a degree. <laughs> I'm not quite as an epic uh, farmer as I once was. But I do grow tomatoes and some other stuff. Um, I'd actually like to do more of that in the future. <laughs> I mean, listen, ever since then, I've just been enamored with how you approached like food and everything. And that's actually going to be the theme of today's episode. You know, we're kind of talking a little bit about what I would term diet conscious gaining. And as a reminder to listeners, we're not talking about diet like Ron diet, trying to lose weight. A diet is technically defined as any variation of consumption of food you go on with particular intent. So like being vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, lactose intolerant, those are all variations of diet. And as gainers, we are technically on diets, like the sort of joking, quote-unquote, seafood diet. I see food, I shouldn't <laughs> like, you know, that diet. So just to clarify before anyone comes for this, we are talking about forms of gaining and living your life in a way where it's just not shoveling meat. For the most right. part, like shoveling meat, fried <laughs> food. No, there's just something about the mental image of shoveling meat. Just a face has, full of hot dogs in your off. face. You know, or, or as the self-admitted butter queen, you know, uh, <laughs> that's been my cure-all for the skinny disease. And, you know, perhaps yeah. some other ways to, <laughs> to garner <laughs> calories that mama hadn't considered previously and today could be my intervention so who knows could be yes <laughs> today could be the day so for the sake of the listeners and just you know part of the conversation today can you please tell us what kind of diets you adhere to and why well that's kind of changed over the years honestly um i actually did the vegan diet for about four years um And at that time I was quite thin and that was kind of part of it for me was to be really healthy, be fit, active, yada, 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 uh, which I have been for most of my life. Um, And then it kind of turned into vegetarian. I introduced dairy back into my diet. Um, And nowadays I'm not really even vegetarian anymore. (laughs) It's kind of fallen off. Um, I don't eat meat a ton just because I don't love meat. Um, But, yeah, I try to incorporate uh, a lot of vegetarian and vegan principles right. into my diet. So I'm getting enough, you know, vitamins, mineral, minerals, fiber, vegetables, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's changed. It's always kind of in flux. <laughs> so I'm a little curious. You said that um, you had been a vegan for a long time in, mm-hmm. in the, the wanting to be fit, trim, healthy. 
I mean, but you were always into gainers or guys with bellies like this was, so it was like, this was when you were more of an encourager. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been into the gainer scene, which I'm sure some people will be appalled. I discovered it when I was 13, um, just through the internet, which I mean, is, is probably pretty common for most guys. Um, so it's definitely more like a twink, encourager, feeder, admirer um, kind of thing. But I've always been um, around this community because it's always been the kind of guys I've been attracted to. Um, so yeah, it's taken on many forms, but I've always kind of been here. <laughs> no, look, that makes a lot of sense. And look, not to, not to burst your bubble on, you know, what might seem gauche on joining, you know, the gaming scene when you were 13. I, I think we've kind of had this conversation with a number of guests where everyone has seemingly acknowledged that, you know, the moment little <laughs> nine to 13 year old so-and-so mm -hmm. became aware of fat boys and their deliciousness and had access to a relatively stable internet connection, we all somehow yes. found our way, uh, onto the web and into the gainer scene so you know it would have happened for me a lot sooner if we had had the internet you know before i like we didn't have the internet till i was 17 so i mean he oh wow Bobichern and his family when he turned 12 you know so i mean it's been a long time coming for timothy <laughs> <laughs> well and i can even remember before that being you know very young probably six or so and having some attraction to bigger people. Um, of course, that was prepubescent and it wasn't anything but innocent, but it's just always kind of, I don't know, been in that realm in my brain somewhere. It's really interesting, I think, when you reflect on, you know, you say for yourself, your choice in diet has actively changed over the years to better suit you and what you're looking to get out of nutrients, etc., etc. And just that so many of us have been doing this from this time of puberty. You know, we came into gaining during a time of transformation, during high testosterone or estrogen and just chemicals, chemicals everywhere, everywhere. And so it's really interesting to me that ultimately what food kind of boils down to outside of calories is chemicals and what it does to our body. And this is kind of how we discovered gaining. So there's a real conversation there, I think, on how we learn as young initiates into the community to approach food uh, versus maybe how we conduct ourselves as adults. So, I mean, as a point of query, you know, you obviously were a bit younger when you first came into things. Had you always been sort of diet conscious around that time? Or is that something that's more emerged as like you sort of got a bit older, learned more about diet conscious bits and pieces and wanted to make those thoughts for yourself? Well, since I was very young, my parents have always been obsessed with like eating well, <laughs> especially my mother with like organic, healthy food. Um, I grew up going to school and my mother would always pack us a lunch. So I never like ate the school lunches. I would have like a tuna fish sandwich and some kind of healthy snacks. Um, not that we were ever really deprived of anything. It's just what she kept in the household was uh, more or less nutritious and healthy. Um, so that's just something I kind of grew up with. And as I got older and more interested in gaining, um, you know, little Debbie snacks and those kind of um, not so good for you treats became kind of something that you almost fetishized in a way because you could like gain weight from them and they were kind of deviating from the healthy norm that you were used to. Um, so I guess my relationship with food has kind of changed in that way and that I was able to 
and wanting to explore new things. But I've always had this healthy basis of knowing what um, in essence is good for you from a very basic health and nutrient standpoint. Um, not that I've ever, you know, I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that, but I've always just had a basic understanding of, of what's healthy. And, you know, to kind of throw this out there, obviously we gave a bit of a disclaimer at the start of this episode so that people <laughs> don't get mad, for goodness sake, it's fine. You can have a leaf of lettuce, Susan, it's not going to kill you. But, you know, on, on that kind of a subject, because a diet is defined as the sum of food consumed by a person, every gainer is on a diet, is there a need for us to maybe find a new word for what we as gainers do? Or do you think we should put more work into destigmatizing the word diet for ourselves? Um, I really think of like diet is almost two words in a way, because I think of diet as the noun, just as like literally what you eat. And it doesn't matter if it's healthy or unhealthy. It's just kind of like your standard way of consuming food. And then I kind of think of the verb to diet as to like intentionally modify your body through what you eat. So it's kind of funny, but I mean, diet of course is a very stigmatized word in general. We have diet culture. If you hear the word diet, you're generally thinking of someone to go on a diet. So yeah, that's a really interesting question. And I've, I've thought about it and I can't think of another word that would quite encapsulate that as much as I want to think of some silly alliterative gainer way of of thinking of a better word for diet <laughs> something cute and catchy maybe I don't know I suppose maybe a word like gaining <laughs> I know right I mean, right that kind of does just encompass it doesn't it I mean does it do we really need to create yet another label <laughs> oh my gosh I'm well sorry. yeah I mean gaining really like says what you're doing and I, I food is definitely part of that <laughs> it has to be but to, to maybe go a little bit into some of the different types of diets, you know, I don't think many people would need to define the difference between like vegan, vegetarian and things like that. Um, but in your opinion, do we make light of these diets too much in common parlance? And do you mean, what do you mean by that exactly? I should have asked you this before, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we, do, do, does, do non-vegans, non-vegetarians, like, do we take the piss out of oh. <laughs> that? You know, like, do, are we like, oh God, you're one of those. Okay, well, I'll see if I have some gluten-free chips in the back uh, of the cabinet for you. Like, like, oh, I've got any carrots, but I've got some grass clippings here for you, horsey, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that kind of shit. Do we do right. that? too much and discredit the validity of these styles of diets um you know maybe maybe to a degree i think you know it it's one of those things i think it depends on who it's coming from and what context you know if it's your best friend saying it in jest sure but sometimes people can get a little uh crazy with that and i also think like most people it's like you don't only eat meat you know what i mean like I assume that most people eat some vegan vegetarian food just as a normal practice, even though you wouldn't call it that. Um, if you're eating vegetables, fruit, I mean, that's vegan. <laughs> can't even imagine an all meat diet, honestly. Like I know that um, the, uh, the Atkins thing was all about protein and it was like, oh, you have to have like a side of beef with your beef. And right. Like, honestly, I'd be like, oh my God, you'd have the meat sweats. You'd be so uncomfortable. Ooh. You'd be like, how can you even, 
And I think he died of a heart attack. So he's not the person that anyone should have been listening oh my to God. in the first place. I had place. no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dr. Atkins died of a heart attack. Holy shit. Well, and it's funny because people too, like if you tell them that you're vegetarian or vegan, everyone says, how do you get protein? Which is the funniest thing to me. I'm like, gorillas don't eat meat. They're hugely buff. They ingest so much protein through vegetables and plant matter. And they are just ripped. I'm like, you can get so much protein from so many other things, beans, nuts. There's protein in plenty of things that aren't meat. <laughs> That's such a fallacy and that always cracks me up. You know, and I'll be honest here, as someone who I, I do love a bit of meat, but I'm very much when it comes to food, and I've said this before on a couple of different episodes, my seduction with gaming is cooking and its flavor so when i consider meat and my love of meat it doesn't come from that perspective of like real many meat and blah 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 because <laughs> i have had plenty of fucked steaks in my lifetime that i would have very gladly had a lush salad over you know what i mean <laughs> so to me that's another thing of it if i had to eat nothing but meat all the time like i love a perfectly cooked piece of meat but also, I know that I'm only willing to put as much attention into that one piece of meat as that one piece of meat takes. If I had to do that for three meals every single day, I would go insane trying to control the quality of meat just to please myself. It would not work. I would fall out of love with meat so, so uh, It has to remain. And diversity is the spice of life. You know, something that kind of bugs me is like, okay, so I know a few people that are vegan in my life. And one of my vegan friends, she's very, non I feel like she's just nonchalant about it. She's like, yes, I'm a vegan. I, you know, I chose this diet for myself. Um, she does sometimes get a little bit preachy when it comes to things like eggs and milk. And she's like, you know, you should really stop drinking and, and eating those, whatever. But she doesn't give me a hard time about it. The other vegan I know, only recently became a vegan because he went to Miami, smoked ayahuasca, had a hippy dippy trip, spoke to Jesus, and now all of a sudden he's a vegan. And like he's like posting all this shit on Facebook about how meat's a carcinogen and that people who eat meat are terrible and blah blah blah. And I'm like, girl, I'm glad that you had a little LSD trip and spoke to God, but like I don't care. <laughs> right. Like no well, one wants to hear that. That's just putting people off. Yeah, no, and, and people can definitely get preachy about it. And I kind of want to even like um just say about like this episode in general like you know this isn't to put anyone down for any any way anyone chooses to eat i don't care if you only eat mcdonald's good for you but, um you know it's really it comes down to like personal choice but yeah it's one of those things that the less preachy you are maybe the better i don't know it's just well, people don't like being preached to. They just, I mean, I, I suppose there is a breed of person who does not mind that, but I don't like it and I've never liked it. No, unless you're in a cult, in which case yeah. you probably love it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, nothing quite like those little yogurts running down your, th no, sorry, that's Yakult. Never mind. That's <laughs> a different story. I've made that joke before and I'll make it again. You can't stop me because it's my podcast and not yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. Okay, Trixie Mattel. Thank you, thank you. I'm an original creation and I don't coach my ideas from anywhere else. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, we, in on that note, really did touch on this a bit during the, the episode on cooking because so many gainers have grown into their gaining, ironically, not knowing how to cook. Because as a culture, we only seem to talk about 
junk food diet. We only seem to talk about, you know, shakes that you can make because you don't have to cook anything. It's cream and it's milk and it's an egg and it's a jar of peanut butter and it's a bottle of oil and it's this and it's that. And it's like, after the witch's brew is done and you've removed yourself from the bathroom for the 15th time that evening, like, surely you do think to yourself, because like, I've had this moment where like, at some point in my day, especially if I've not had proper good fresh food for a while, I will sit there and go, God, I, I really would love just like some lettuce or a carrot. Like in at the height of summer, do you know what I want? I don't want a, a like a hot steak or a meal at the height of summer. I want like a fresh garden salad. I want it wet and crispy <laughs> and just like, I want it cool on my tongue. Like, vegetables are gorge like they don't always need to be drowned in the cheese sauces like they can just <laughs> their own, i promise i mean there are times when like for dinner um something that i will do just because i i, I want it because it's good and, and it's also i mean i suppose because i put a lot of oil in it, it might not be that great for you but like i'll take brussels sprouts and i'll saute them with olive oil balsamic vinegar put that over a bed of rice put a poached egg on top of it and it's a great dinner that sounds incredible. And like oil in general, like is a good uh, gaining option. And it's not like inherently horrible for you. It's actually pretty heart healthy. I'm sure to a degree. I'm sure that yeah, as long as you're not sitting there drinking a gallon of vegetable right, oil, but because there, I, I remember watching some horror story about a gainer that did that and got so sick. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you're not supposed to drink straight up vegetable No, oil. yeah. And there's something to just be said about fiber in general. <laughs> oh <laughs> my does the God. <laughs> listen, listen, I know that it's not like technically like a food necessarily, but like psyllium husks, if we can just oh, talk yeah. on the glory that is psyllium husks, especially if, as a gainer, you happen to be indulging in a very junk food heavy time in your life, you know what I'm t what you know what I'm saying, without saying it, ladies. Yes, husks will assist you during this time of trials and tribulations. So get onto it, girl. It's flavorless. It grinds down into a beautiful fine powder. You could literally have it in water. Like I'm right. not you. It's so easy to consume, and it's great for you. So, just be aware. And of I will say, I there was a time where I was eating more junk food, and I eventually um, <laughs> got to the point where I was like, I think I need more fiber. And I was taking fiber pills, and I I feel like it still doesn't quite do the job as like fresh vegetables and fruit will do. Um, I mean, there's something to be said just about a side salad with your dinner. You can still eat fried food and other things that are, you know, fattening, but that will still give you um, just a solid uh, cleaning out. I mean, yeah. even, even in basic cooking, girl, like you look at any curry recipe, it doesn't matter how spicy it is, there is always a spoonful of sugar in that. And it doesn't matter how good your cake is, you will make it 10 times better if you add a spoonful of salt. And of course, it seems counterintuitive. Of course, it seems like madness. How could this ever work? But that's because the universe has been trying to tell us all along. A little bit of diversity can cut through and actually make it even better. So a bit of side salad with your heavy mac or lasagna or whatever else you've got is not going to steer you wrong, you know? So 
I think we need to be, as a community, a little bit more on this because I do think to myself sometimes, like if you're, if you came into the community today, a new initiate, and you got the opportunity to look through the portfolio that is gaining, which is basically to look at the global news feeds of every major platform we're on, see what people are talking about, see what people are propagating. Like, what have you learned about gaining? It all comes down to eating nothing but junk food. It all comes down to uh, paying, getting other people to pay for you. It all comes down to stunted emotional connections. You know, there's a lot wrong with what we are teaching the next generation of gainers. So I do think we have a responsibility to at least talk about the validity of just other things, you know? Right. And I, I think that, you know, as I said, there's so many different kinds of gainers in the world. Some guys get off on like absolutely only eating garbage and they like kind of the deterioration of gaining. Um, so, you know, everyone has their own thing, which is totally fine. But I think for most people, like kind of the beauty of, beauty of it lies in the balance. At least for me, if I get too crazy and I only eat shit for a while, eventually I'm going to start to feel like shit. And then I'm going to like swear off gaining for a while because I just can't do it anymore because I can physically feel my body like breaking down. And I know it's because I'm not eating well and taking care of myself. I'm not getting fiber. I'm not getting antioxidants. I'm just inflamed. I can feel uh, my lymph nodes getting inflamed. I'm sure there's plenty of other guys who felt this way. It's not the best feeling in the world. Um, and it just kind of sets you up for getting sick in one way or another. Um, I just, I, I personally can't do that for any length of time. I'll never forget um, one time when I was, when I was still with my ex-husband, <clears throat> he had a friend come up and visit us for a week and she was a bigger lady, older lady. Um, and she wanted to do a lot of the cooking for us because we were giving, you know, her a place to, you know, stay for a week. And I swear to God, we didn't eat a single vegetable that whole week. I mean, she made this thing like Dorito pie. Have you ever heard of that? Because it's disgusting. It's awesome. Yeah. And I was just, uh, finally by like the third or fourth day it was, I looked at him and I said, I have to eat broccoli because if I don't eat something <laughs> green, I'm going to die. And he's like, yeah, I've been feeling like shit too. I'm like, that's because she's, everything has been drowned in grease. I don't know if any of it was truly edible. So I went out and I bought broccoli and she was like, oh, do you want me to cook that for you? I'm like, no, 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 I, I, I got it. So it's, <laughs> She would like, have cooked it I, and found the bacon. Exactly. <laughs> I like steamed it ever so slightly, you know, so it was still a little bit crisp. And that was all that I ate that night. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Some, something I always sort of find interesting is you can kind of tell over time the quality of food that certain online chefs uh, make because you can see them like trying to put things through a blender and then when they spoon it out into the pastry dish or they like put serve it up into the bowl and you look at it and you're like I don't think you know your sauce is meant to have that like orange fleck of fat like sitting on top like I don't think you did this right there is something to this that does not look correct you know <laughs> or like I'm making my homemade this, that, the, you know, stew of something. And I look at it like that looks like what's left over in the food bin after a week on the prowl. Like that's, it's not a good time, hun. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like you, we have a lot more instinct with what is 
viable and good for us than I think sometimes mm-hmm. we give ourselves credit for. And again, this is not disparaging of anyone who lives a junk food diet because, hello, I clearly do that a lot myself because I post about it. But Mama <laughs> also loves a broccoli. She loves a carrot. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask, you know, we're going to touch on this a little bit because we do want to devote a whole episode to this subject. Um, many gamers experience diabetes as a result of a high sugar diet and a task with living a more vegetarian or vegan lifestyle as a result. Anyways, do you think it's in our best interest as a community to just kind of think ahead and maybe make some of those efforts a part of our daily diet before it's required? Um, absolutely. I think as they say, an ounce of, Oh my God, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Um, and I think there's so much you can do just in your everyday life to ensure that you're just living in a way that at least you can be preventative of developing a disease. And, you know, I think most people, most gainers want to avoid that. It just, besides sounding dangerous and awful and expensive, it just, you know, it's one of those things that makes you feel like shit. I can only imagine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, something with diabetes, especially not that I'm an expert on this in any sense of the word, uh, but fiber consumption, I know, is a big part of making sure that um, it keeps your blood sugar down and that your yeah, insulin yeah, keeps your insulin working right. Um, so fiber is a big part of that. And that's just something that you're going to get from fruit and vegetables, eating that side salad, working in some kind of fiber into your diet. There's so many things you can eat with fiber. Um, so that is always going to help you. And then just getting some kind of exercise. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be extremely strenuous if you can walk a mile or two every day. Um, but I will also say there's something about, you know, to getting your heart pumping, getting to sweating, and you can absolutely be fat. You can be overweight, you can be obese, and you can still work out and have a good workout, keep your heart strong. Uh, and keep yourself feeling good. Um, there's some big fat guys who post videos of them at the gym, sweating, working out. It's not going to prevent you from gaining weight. It's probably just going to make it easier for you to gain weight because you'll maintain health and um, you'll actually be able to carry around that extra weight a little easier if that's what you want to do. But I'd say most guys like to have some level of mobility. Something that um, maybe you can clarify this because I, I feel like the big reason why a lot of gainers avoid vegetarian options or incorporating more vegetables into their diet is because they think, well, that's not calorie dense. Like the calorie dense foods in there, you know, and even I, I'm probably guilty of thinking this too that calorie dense foods are, you know, your bread products, your cake, your, you know, all your sweets because of all the carbohydrates that wind up in right. foods like that. So, can you give me an example of um, vegetarian or vegan options that are still calorie dense? Like if I sat down at, or if I you know, cooked a, a meal that was all vegan, all vegetarian, whatever, is it still going to equal the amount of calories that I would get if I had the steak and potato? Yeah, I mean, well, of course, like potatoes are vegetarian or vegan well, yeah. in essence, they're starchy, um, but it's kind of like what you cook it with. So you could make a casserole with broccoli and other vegetables, Brussels sprouts, whatever you wanted. Um, you could do it with cheese, which of course would just make it vegetarian, some kind of oil. Um, but there are plenty of vegetarian things that are pretty 
high calorie. I'm trying to like think of other options. Um, if you've got any recipes, butter, please please send them my way. Like any recipes you come up with that are calorie dense that are, don't involve you know 16 different kinds of beef, like send them my way because I be <laughs> I'm very keen to try it. I just you know want to make sure that I'm still getting over a thousand calories in a single sitting. Right, right. Yeah, I'll try to uh, dig some things up. I have a recipe book called the Vegan Stoner, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Perfect. They're like really simple recipes. A lot of them have like peanut butter and stuff. Uh, one of them is a stew. It has like tomatoes, peanut butter, some other vegetables in there. It's delicious, but it's, I think, pretty high calorie because it's like oil and legumes. Perfect, because as uh, we found out in recent podcast episodes, I have been indulging a little bit in a certain substance over, <laughs> over the last <laughs> few months. So, hey, the stoner <laughs> vegan sounds like I can jive with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll send some stuff over. Um, but really like, and this is really just simple snack wise, but any like nuts, almonds, um, flax seeds, and walnuts, uh, which I can't eat because I'm allergic to, sunflower seeds. Those are all extremely high in calories. Um, like a, ha a quarter cup of walnuts, which is not very much, is 190 calories. I mean, oh, you, could, yeah, you could sit and like just kind of mindlessly eat a thousand calories of nuts. <laughs> and you, wouldn't, you probably wouldn't even be that full afterwards. No, not really. Um, and they're also anti-inflammatory um, and fibrous. So like you're getting fiber, you're getting anti-inflammatory properties. Um, so there's omega-3 fatty acids in walnuts and flax seeds. So these also have other really great health benefits along with calories. Um, and yeah, and that's the thing with like eating so many carbs and so much cake and stuff, which I'm a sugar fanatic and I love it. But if you eat too much of that, you can definitely feel like your face get hot, your body gets inflamed, and that's just not a good time. <laughs> oh, 100%, you know, and I'm a sucker. Like, I need the diversity in my diet. I can't binge the same thing over and over again. And, you know, I acknowledge that, you know, in terms of the rapid weight gain that I'd love to have, it's my biggest weakness because I can't just smash the constant shakes. I can't smash constant uh, cake and donuts right. when like I can eat three of the same type of pizza I'm like Christ I could have like maybe a full pizza of like pepperoni but like the next one's got to be Hawaiian like I've got to I've got to break it up I've got to have different shit I just I can't do that otherwise and it's the same with my snacks it's so easy to find sweet snacks that you can binge on but what about savory snacks my go-to is always nuts it's always mm -hmm. nuts, you know, and there's so many different types of nuts and you don't even need to necessarily get them salted or honey roasted. They are great, plain. They are delish, honestly. Um, but, you know, for the sake of the episode, we probably will uh, ask you just after this to maybe maybe submit to us some of your favorite vegan recipes and snack options and things like that. Just as stuff we can start posting on the gram as, you know, like, yeah. hey, guys, here's a thought. Like, if you're looking for something maybe a bit more natural and maybe not processed as a snack to have today or just to work into your diet, try X, Y, Z, you know, like. Right. I think, I think there's definitely a lot of options and a lot of stuff out there. Actually, something I read about recently is a lot of dehydrated 
food that people turn into chips, like banana chips or cherry chips, plum chips, any, any fruit that gets turned into a chip. I don't know how it works. It's the science of the dehydration process, but it does something to the calories that remain that kind of just like amps it up a bit because like, I don't know, maybe it's in like how the chip gets processed as well. Something happens to it, but like vegetable chips and fruit chips, a lot of calories. Right. Well, and I think that's partially just because if you condense a bunch of bananas into a small bag of chips, then you just have a lot more than you would have had with one banana. Yeah. Um, and then I think some of that stuff is probably um, maybe preserved in oil or something, which would probably amp up the calories too. Um, but yeah, that's true, especially with fruit and um, fruit and vegetables. And once again, like you're eating something that probably has a good amount of fiber in it. So it's going to actually help you out in the long run. <laughs> I was going to say, if we want to circle back around to the fiber thing for a minute, if you really cannot see yourself eating any fruits or vegetables, if this is just something that like, you know, it's like the, the crucifix to the vampire for you, um, just drink Metamucil. And so many people like discount that and people even laugh at me for drinking it. But like, oh, what, you got a problem? Well, like, it's not just for constipation. Like <laughs> Metamucil actually promotes regularity and again, picks up random blood sugar from your, um, or random glucose from your uh, small intestines to control your blood sugar. So like Metamucil actually has some pretty banging um, effects on your body. So just drink it twice a day. And then there you go. You don't have to eat any fruits and vegetables if you're so adverse to it. Right. Yeah. It's just being regular is such a blessing just because if you're not, it can get painful. You get hemorrhoids. There's a lot. And it's just bad because then you're usually um, like, I'm trying to think of a nice word for saying shitting. Well, maybe to, oil. <laughs> maybe to point to this, you know, we had a bit of this hygiene conversation on our episode of the 500 pound life. You know, our guest really went in on the experience of having to deal and confront hygiene or a lack thereof at 500 pounds because literally shit gets difficult it is not as easy to wipe and to do all sorts of things. So it's probably in your best interest at a certain size, right. so many gainers are so inclined to get to that size to do this, because if you already can't reach back there as easily as you did, you're probably going to be relying on the fact that your stuff is more regular and more put together to make your life easier. Right. And I have a PSA. JK, everyone, this entire episode was just a PSA for me to tell you, if you do not have a bidet attachment for your toilet, what the hell are you doing with your life? Oh my God. I'm buying mine for Christmas. My, that's my Christmas gift to myself. I you, can, you can buy one for $30. You literally just hook it up to your water where on your toilet. It's mechanical with water. You don't have to plug it into anything. And listen, since my husband and I got it during... Uh, lockdown, like our lives have changed for the better. I mean, do you want to clean ass or not? Toilet paper doesn't do anything. <laughs> Toilet paper should just dry it, but you should use that water and it should get you nice and clean. You can get a really expensive, fancy one. You can get a $30 one, but for the love of God, get a bidet. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine like UK Drag Race season three, if instead of Ella Bidet, it was Ella Bidet. Oh my god, that's <laughs> what it should be. That's exactly what it should be. That's the spreading the word. The gain of drag queen that we deserve in this community. Uh, oh my god. So, 
you know, we talked about this a little bit at the start. You grow a lot of your own vegetables. Well, maybe not all of them, but you grow some of them. Do you find that putting the effort into cultivating some of the food you eat makes you more mindful of your own consumption? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's so easy, too. If you have any space, I mean, if you have like a four by four little box in the ground that you can grow on or little just little place you can till and you can sprinkle some lettuce seeds, they will grow. Um, I always say to people, I grow a lot of flowers too. Seeds want to grow. As long as they have sunlight, water, and some kind of nutrient in the soil, they will grow. <laughs> um, you say that now, however, as a person who did, who has attempted to do this before, I have things working against me. One, I have the opposite of a green thumb. I kill all living plants that come <laughs> into my home. I don't know how I do it, but I managed to do it. Two, anything that I plant in the ground outside, the dog loves to piss on. Oh yeah. Well, you have to keep your dog away because I tried. You, you try it. keeping you try keeping a hundred pound old English bulldog away from your. <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could, like, you know, put something around it, something that would keep him out. Um, and yeah, I, growing things inside, I, I do feel like is a little different. I'm not as good with house plants as I am with plants outside. Um, but yeah, growing food is so rewarding. Um, it really, I mean, you just know where your food comes from. It feels kind of magical to eat it and to harvest it. Uh, I have raspberry bushes in the backyard and every time I pick them and eat them, I'm like, oh, these are so healthy and tasty and they're fresh. And I know that they have vitamins and fiber in them and I, they're so delicious. I don't know, it just it like, it makes you happy. It, it makes me happy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a curmudgeon, uh, curmudgeon or an asshole. But like, I would take those strawberries and or the raspberries and just dip them in champagne and just drink. <laughs> I wouldn't even eat the raspberries. They'd just be floating in my champagne flute. Like, yeah, I grew these, and now they're soaking up the alcohol. Curmudgeon, <laughs> darling. That makes you an alcoholic. They're too. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you fabulous. Yes. Furthermore, I wouldn't say that you're not a curmudgeon. <laughs> I just think that I've <laughs> that as I know. Um, we do have some listener questions, darling. Richie, if you're interested. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, Absolutely. We, we decided to include some that because, of course, as we were saying before, some people don't necessarily take certain types of diets uh, seriously. And we have been throwing a couple of the typical questions that I thought perhaps <laughs> you could put your hand to answering because you're a, a strong, independent woman who can flap away the haters. So, uh, Richie, are you ready? I am ready. Ready. Me. Ready, gals. Ready, god damn it. Um, well, the first question was actually, what are some of your favorite uh, vegan or vegetarian snacks? They don't even have to be gainer-themed. But we've kind of talked on that already. So really, we're looking at nuts, fruit and vegetable chips. Uh, fruit. Peanut butter. Peanut butter, my god. I love peanut butter. I, I eat like peanut it, butter I, every I day. Can't, I, I like peanut butter, but I, I see people who are on like one of those fat diets just eating spoonfuls out of a peanut butter jar. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do like No, no I just, no, I don't like it that much. I'll do it. I like it. I, I, I scoop it out and just eat it. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a trauma as a child because my mother made, I remember this day, it was in primary school. My mother made me a peanut butter sandwich for lunch, but it was a 40 something degree day, right? which in American terms is like 100, 198 like degrees. Okay. Like 110. Okay. And I had to eat this peanut butter sandwich for lunch. And you know, like 
not the natural peanut butter, but just like the cheapest store-bought, and it's like, like you're Alyssa Edwards, your tongue is stuck to the roof of your mouth, nothing, like you swallow, but it's actually hurting the flesh in your throat. <laughs> All it is doing is pulling at your flesh and mm. you. And I was sick everywhere in like a bin in primary school. And for years, I could not stomach peanut butter. I would smell it and I would just, ugh, I couldn't do it. But I was turned on to like other brands of peanut butter, like natural peanut butters where they don't use so much oil and they don't use so many preservatives to make it so goddamn thick where it's like, yeah. if you get the kind where like, it's a little bit too oily, like you kind of just tip the oil out or like get that bit and squeeze it off or do, do what you need to do. Like you can do that. You can affect a nicer peanut butter that way. So my personal recommendation, if you're not a peanut butter person, try one of those fancy natural nut peanut butter nut looking things. Cause for me yeah. it worked a treat and it is, it's delicious. I still don't want it in a massive amount. Don't get me wrong. I don't want it too thick on my sandwich. I don't want it everywhere, but I can have it. And it's a game changer. Um, on a side note, my husband's, um, husband's mother once asked me if peanut butter was vegan because it has butter in it <laughs> oh my god and i was I like i can do oh. you one better than that i mean it, granted this came from a very demented person but um this was when i was working in the old nursing home and uh you know they would do bingo and they'd have stupid prizes and this woman came up to me and again very demented um so she comes up and she she wheels her wheelchair up to the nurse's station and, and she slaps this bottle of cocoa butter down and she goes i won this in bingo but i can't use this because i'm lactose intolerant and she wheeled away <laughs> that's like i i i love an idiot even if they don't know that they're being one i love them truly like there was i worked with a girl recently who said to me you know something something like you know like trying to do like alphabet where it's like whiskey bravo tango blah 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 and she was trying to spell something with a Q in it. And then she just comes up with like, it's Q, Q as in cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to come up with a reason why I burst into laughter. And I was like, I was thinking of a joke for last night, not thinking, God, you're stupid. But oh my God, I love it. It was iconic. And I love this person for it. Uh, our next question is, <laughs> what made you decide to hate fun? <laughs> I don't hate fun. I love fun. I just, I don't know. As I get older, especially at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, it's more fun going to bed and not feeling like absolute garbage. <laughs> well, you know, there is this cultural thing about meat loving, you know, I mean, because especially yeah. like when you take the summer months, it's like, oh, everybody wants to barbecue and you got to have your baby back ribs and your burgers, your dogs, your bratwurst and you know, everything's wrapped in bacon and everything is soaking right. through the paper plate. And like, but this is considered Americana, you know, we're a right. meat loving nation. And where was I going with this? <laughs> yeah, like people would see the opposite of that. It's like, oh, you don't want to have fun. What, you, you, you don't right. want a burger? You're just going to sit there with like your, your salad, uh, you know. I almost feel like in a weird way, it's like propaganda, like, and it kind of goes back to the protein thing. Like it's in people's minds. You can't get protein unless you eat meat. And that's kind of like what milk, the dairy industry 
did with like calcium. calcium so like you yeah. can't have calcium unless you have milk which is not true i mean you can you also get calcium from vegetables and other things that you eat so it's just yeah it, it really is kind of the face of a nation in a way it's really really interesting and it's, it's just really bizarre the more I, I mean i i like milk because i was raised on it so i still drink right. it but then i'm like why am i drinking another species breast milk yeah, it is strange. My husband also loves it. I abhor it. I can't stand it. I don't even like buying it for him at the grocery store because it kind of grosses me out. <laughs> Wait, what, what grosses you out? Oh, milk. milk. Oh, in that case, don't talk to me because like I will drink a tall glass of milk. I fucking love milk. Oh, my husband loves it. He's obsessed with I it. Too. I do too. I think it's I, probably because we were raised on it. And it's so funny. My sister um, just had her second baby and they don't keep milk in the house. They have like almond milk or something. And I'm like, you were raised on cow's milk. And she's like, well, I was like, oh, come on. Like mm. you grew up drinking it and you turned out fine. <laughs> right. And I, I wasn't really raised on it very much because my mother didn't like it. But my mother also hates peanut butter and I love it, so. Yeah, I love I how that's it. kind of circling back to answering the question, like, you don't hate fun, your mother hates fun. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we found an answer in the end anyways. Uh, My mother eats nothing except pizza. Oh, see, now your mother sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. Oh. I know, I know. Oh, that's the real reason this line of questioning is so destructive. Uh, we have another <laughs> one, which is, mm -hmm. how much of your time is spent being intentionally vegan versus intentionally gaining and do you bring it up yourself or wait for someone else to mention <laughs> your veganism to you well i'm as i said i'm not really vegan so that doesn't i can't that that won't fly with anyone especially if there's a real vegan around i can't be like i'm a vegan but i eat meat sometimes that's just not how it works um <laughs> uh i don't know i i'm honestly not really intentionally gaining right now i've kind of Take, that's taken a backseat just to more work on health and being intentional with my eating. Um, and I, I kind of think one of the great things about gaining for me, at least unintentionally right now, I still feel free to eat whatever I like, like cake and, you know, tacos and margaritas and have a drink, have some fun, whatever. But, you know, since I do kind of have a background in somewhat eating healthy and being mindful of how my body feels, that is always kind of at the forefront for me. Like recently I've been eating salads for lunch, which sounds really boring. And I find these good salad kits that have croutons and cheese and the dressing is good. Um, but since I've started doing that, as I said, like fiber is really helpful. I just feel better. Um, so I'm just trying to just find balance in my life. Cause I know that we've all gone through times where we're like, I want to gain weight so bad. I'm going to do, I'm only going to eat garbage. And then I don't know, it just turns out to like a burnout thing um, for me. And I know other people, it's just, everyone has to find their groove. I think. I, I think it's kind of, um, I, don't, I don't know, naive to think that vegan and gainer are mutually exclusive because I don't see why they would be. You know, like, right. okay, you, it's all about consumption. Like at the end of the day, gaining comes down to the amount of calories that you consume. Absolutely. So whether those calories are coming solely from Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and cauliflower, or they're coming from Big Macs and baby back ribs, like it, it's still the same amount of calories. Oh, right. And you can absolutely, you could have a vegan diet and literally only eat garbage. 
you could have Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream. You could eat a bag of Lay's. You could go to Burger King and have a vegan Whopper. Like you could literally only eat garbage on a vegan diet. <laughs> I mean, would it be a little counterintuitive? Sure, but it's absolutely possible. Um, so I think it's, as I said, just finding that balance. But yeah, that's a really good point. I like that, finding that balance. And, you know, that's honestly kind of, I think, the goal we wanted to have with this episode in general is understanding that it's not about shaming people for the choices they want to make, but it is about acknowledging the validity in other decisions and the fact that mm -hmm. if you do make these little changes, perhaps you might find some things that you are having issues with stop being issues or maybe it'll make things easier you know right and also, maybe you can like gain over time in a more way that you can continually gain without having to keep taking two steps back exactly like instead of having health scares and thinking you need to stop for a period maybe if you gained more healthily you could gain more frequently more consistently i've said this before my mental health has been the key to my gaining journey because for a long time i didn't look after myself mentally hence was you know a bit suicidal and it wasn't very good mm -hmm. but you know i also wondered to myself why am i not gaining weight and in a better mental health position, I can reflect on that and go, well, because I wasn't looking after my mental health, I know for a dang fact I was not eating nearly as much as I needed to because I was still low-key starving myself. So funnily enough, when I started looking after my mental health, shit got easier. And maybe in the same regard, if we start looking after these physical aspects just a little bit more, maybe our own gaining journey will become easier again. So listen, it's all just advice at the end of the day, take and choose what you like, but we have those examples of people who are making those active choices and they're not struggling, just saying. Right, and you know, mental health and physical health is so interconnected. And I think, you know, if you feel well physically, you're gonna feel be better mentally. It's just, you kind of have to give and take in, in both spaces, like allow yourself to have fun, but you know, take care of yourself. That's what we have to do at the end of the day. Take care of our bodies and our mental health. 100. So here's a question for you. Do you still wear leather shoes or use any other animal products in a non-food consumption regard? Yes, absolutely. And I, something I feel about, and I am not super educated in this, so take this with a grain of salt, but I sometimes feel like leather products are probably a little more sustainable than non-leather products, just in the fact that um, so much vegan leather and stuff is made with plastic or something that isn't biodegradable, which leads me to believe that I'm not 100% I'm not sold that it's more sustainable than real leather. It's not. They've done studies that that stuff is just going to end up in a landfill like everything else. Right. A good leather product, if it's well cared for, will last forever. I mean, the more you, the, you keep taking care of it and you can hand it down 200 years from now and it's still going to be pretty much intact. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where my thought process lies. It, you know, and there's a element of it being used humanely and or being developed humanely and whatever. But it's kind of like one of those things, like if you can use every part of the cow, <laughs> like if you're using the leather and you're using the meat and everything, like I just feel like that is overall a better route than more plastic garbage. I'd agree with that.
We did yeah. have a question that we wanted to ask, which was, is gaining ultimately at odds with diet consciousness? Can they exist in the same space? But I feel like the entire theme of this episode has been proving the point that they can exist perfectly happily side by side. So I don't yeah. think there's really much more to say on that. No, and really that question just made me think, yes, in that you can gain in a healthy way and it'll support your mental health. Like... I don't think they're at all at odds any in any way because if you want to gain it's going to make you happy but if you're going to gain you should keep your body happy just stay happy all around <laughs> mm, i agree and uh really here's a, a last question for you what do you want to see in the future for diet conscious gaining that's a really good question um you know i think kind of what like Tim said, just like looking for those recipes, um, just kind of having like some kind of resource would be really interesting there. You know, you can get on Tumblr or anywhere else and find a thousand different gainer shake recipes that are mostly oil and butter and dairy, <laughs> something that is probably going to give you an explosive experience in the bathroom. Um, but it would be interesting to see, um, yeah, maybe those like gainer recipes that are heart healthy, that have fiber, that have good oils that ultimately are going to be calorie dense, but, you know, support your body. Um, so I think that would be really, that'd be something kind of cool to put together. The health conscious gainer. Um, and you, you do see like, I feel like some really big gainers um, talk about the importance of eating nuts and just kind of what they snack on and how they keep themselves going. Um, so yeah, I think that would be an interesting thing to um, develop. Tim, what about you? Well, I would, I'm going to try and incorporate more of that into my current diet because I know that I really don't do that that often. And <clears throat> like we've talked about on previous episodes, I am the worst when it comes to food consistency. And that's something I really need to work on in, in the coming year is just being consistent with meal planning, making sure that when I go to work, I have food with me. So I'm not stopping at a gas station and just buying like a super donut and a bottle of Coke. Like I need to, to, you know, it, it's, I feel like I often have everything working against me. The desire is there to be big. And yet my appetite is small. I get lazy when it comes to food prep. Like <laughs> I've really got to work on this. So like if I could get recipes um, that were more vegan or vegetarian or whatever, but still have like say 12,000, no, 12,000, yeah, <laughs> 1,200, 1,200 calories for like a single meal, that'd be great because, you know, I, I, I think I worked it out. I need to consume somewhere around 4,000 if I want my gains to keep going up. Mm -hmm. So that would definitely help because I think my average meal probably doesn't even reach that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard thing. And I, I do think it's like really the better you eat, the more you're going to feel like you want to eat more. It's like, you kind of talked about eating shit for three days or whatever. It's like at a certain point, your, your body literally is like, I can take no more. I need a break. But if you're mm -hmm. consistently eating high calorie, but stuff that your body can process and is happy with, it's like your appetite is going to, is going to stay with you. <laughs> oh, 100%. It's so much easier to work with your body than against your body. Funny that. You put right. The yeah. 
probably have better results. And, you know, I have disclosed this previously on the podcast, you know, my blood sugar levels is something that has come up in conversation with medical professionals recently. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be in a position where I am being sort of obliged to lose weight due to my diet decisions. So, you know, this is as good a time as any to be more considerate about the things that I put in my body and making my gains more sustainable and keeping me out of the doctor's chair. So, you know, these are all things worth considering. But Richie, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. And where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is teaser feeder. Um, and you can also find me on Grommer. Uh, and my handle is the great Fatsby, like the great Gatsby. Um, and if I can plug it, I have a Patreon called teaser feeder and I make, uh, like teasing audios and videos on that. So I I am actually very pro having people plug their, uh, (laughs) good, it's good shit, you know, like just, Oh, I just wish I have fun. (laughs) I mean, people subscribe and check it out, honestly. Um, but that's it for another episode of Thick Radio here. Oh my goodness. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a good review. If you like this episode, the podcast, or just us in general, share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. As always, you can find me on Grommer, Instagram, and TikTok at Stanham, and Twitter and YouTube at StanhamG. And you can find me on Grommer as Orpheus. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Thicky Mouse. And of course, you can find more of what we've talked about today on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Patreon at Thick Radio. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye. Thank you. Let's talk about it. Thick Radio is a Patreon and Enter app podcast. Produced by Stan and Vicky Mouse. Next time, Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Body by Cream.